Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies, and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Nikki H. Nikki has thrilled audience members and event guests for over 20 years as a dancer, performer, choreographer, instructor, and producer with experience in over 20 dance styles. She's not afraid to be bold or embrace the unusual. This sassy bombshell is on a mission to inspire and delight as a modern day muse and creativity coach. Nikki, welcome to the space. Why, hello there. Thank you so much for the lovely welcome. <laughs> I am so excited to talk to you. Oh my gosh. So I'm so excited to talk to you. This is going to be so, we're going to have so much fun today. <laughs> we are. And can you please pronounce your last name? Because I apologize. I didn't want to mm. like murder it. So yeah. No, that's exactly why I go by Nikki H. My last name is Haridados, which is long and Greek and a mouthful. So <laughs> that's why I go by Nikki H. My author name is Nikki H. It's everything I do and I speak all of that. It's just Nikki H. So you can just call me Nikki H. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's just this damn American accent, you know, at times. It's, so. <laughs> it's quite a mouthful. It doesn't really matter, you know, who it is. It, it kind of everybody gets a little bit worried after the first few syllables. So I'm just going to make it easy for everybody and just go by Nikki H. <laughs> There we go. Well, thank you. And I just read the tiniest bit about you when we are going to have a full hour conversation that's going to be chock full. But can you please give people a little bit more information before we dive in? Uh, sure. So I I am I'm so many things, multi-passionate, creative, but I am a creativity coach. And what I work with is helping people unleash their creativity. And I've got to this point because of everything that I've gone through in my life. I'm also a best-selling author. I wrote a chapter in a book called One, Your Wellness Guide to Mind, Body, and Soul. And I wrote about the creativity, the mind-body-creativity connection in that book. So I'm a speaker and an MC as well. And I used to have a burlesque dance company. I still still teach dance, but um, I had a workshop called Discover Your Inner Bombshell. So I'm all about exploring the wonderful goodness that is life. And a lot of it is about creativity. Mm, it's all about creativity. And I can't wait. I can't wait to dive into this. So before we get into the main questions, we're going to start with a would you rather. All so right. here, we go. <laughs> here we go. So I do have a drum roll. Let me get this audio effect Ooh, ready. That's fun. Oh, so here we go. It kind of loses it when I say I'm going to get it, but here we go. Okay. Oh, I like that. <laughs> there we go. So oh, that's the best. It sounds like a show drum roll, like the drum roll I would have in a burlesque show. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so Nikki. Would you rather lose the ability to hear or speak for your entire life? Oh my gosh, that's such a difficult one. Man, would I rather? Hmm. I think 
I think I would rather be able to hear. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, because then I would be able to still experience everything and, you know, everything and everyone. There's different ways you can speak, right? You can write, literally actually write and, you know, type and that kind of thing. So I think I'll stick with that. I'll stick with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many ways that people express and take in information with um, uh, restrictions or that are either placed physically or not um, mm -hmm, that we, that mm -hmm. we place on ourselves. It's really interesting. Yeah. I yeah. said that I said the same thing. My brother actually is um, speech impaired. He was born with um, uh, his brain, literally the sections of our brain uh, where speech is was impaired. So he can't speak. But as I, as I was asking this, I was like, well, there's flexibility in this because he can speak somewhat, but not, he's not mute. Um, but he still has a voice and he still can get some things across. And then he also uses, we learn sign language as a family in order to communicate. So, um, there's variations here. It's extremes, but there's always, there can be variations in that. Yeah. So. And adaptation as well, right? Adaptation. There we go. Yeah, That's a great yeah. word. <laughs> so, okay. So here we go. So I want to welcome those that are here with us live. Thank you so much for being here. Any questions or comments, please feel free to put them in the chat box where we see them and we can respond. Yay. So first official question is, Nikki, how do you define creativity? Oh, man. There's... There's so much that could be said about this. I'm going to kind of do a few things because I, I speak about it a lot. And my favorite definition that really speaks to me is the use of the imagination or original ideas. So I like to see it that way. But then like really close to my heart is creativity is everything. It is creativity is life. Creativity is oxygen. Creativity is medicine. Creativity is magic. And for me, creativity is who I am. So um, it's my essence, you know, it's everybody's essence. <laughs> so there you go, like a <laughs> official yeah. definition type thing, yeah. as well as a more, <laughs> a more um, mysterious one. <laughs> but I think that's really what it is when it comes down to it. If you look out at any point, if you like me, I'm in my apartment looking out my window and everything I see inside and outside is because of creativity. It's everything around me. It's, it's in everything you see and everything you do, every breath you take. It's in all of that. It's, I, yeah. I love how you said oxygen. It's, I love, how, <laughs> I love how you started off saying, you know, what you said, it's the use of the imagination, original ideas, and then creativity is life. And then getting into these, these other elements like oxygen, um, medicine, magic, essence. I think it's very poetic and I think it's very but <laughs> I, I think describe it poetic yes <laughs> but but I think this is like this is my mission and you and I being creativity guides coaches mm -hmm. inspirers we want to help empower people so they can that they can really process that creativity is life yes, yes. that is it's not this like I say in the intro it's not this cute thing that, oh, you're doing these arts and crafts or, oh, you're doing these expressive things. Good for you. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you understand that it's how we show up in every way? <laughs> and yeah, so we're getting going to get into that. But I really love how you broke it down with those. Um, the well, thank you. And the yeah. Medicine thank and the magic. You. Yeah. That's really how I feel about it, you know, and. And also the, like the imagination part is a big part of it too. So that's also, I, there's that like multi, it's multi prong, I think is what it is, but ultimately it's, it's life and oxygen and everything. Yeah. But getting into that imagination. So from your perspective, well, first, okay, let me ask this mm -hmm. first. Sorry. My brain is jumping all over the place. No, go for it. Go no. whatever you want. <laughs> so, so there's going to be the people that are going to be like, oh, yeah, imagination, really great, because this is what you do. What is your response 
when people are like, I don't know, like my imagination, I haven't tapped into that in a long time. Or you're a creative person. You think this way. Mm, so oh, this, this is so, like, I'm, like I said, super excited about this conversation because this is the kind of stuff that I come across all the time because I am a creativity coach. And part of it is to, to um, be a myth buster, <laughs> right? Ooh. Is creativity is not something you are born or not born with. That is, that's a myth that you have to be like born creative. There is possibly in some people it's more innate, but creativity is something that is 100% something you can learn. Just like any other skill you can, you can learn how to drive, right? You can learn how to play tennis. You can learn how to cook. You can learn to be creative. So even if a person doesn't feel like they have any creativity in their body, like I have no creative bone in my body, there is, there is hope because it is not something that is unattainable by any means. And the thing that is incredible about creativity, which is something I wrote about in the book, is the more creative you are, the more creative you become. So the more you practice it, the more it'll be there for you, the more you'll be able to access it, the more it'll be, you know, just at your fingertips. And, and that is the, like one of the greatest things to me is that it is accessible to everybody. And it, like you were talking about, it is not about the arts and the pen or the paintbrush. It's, it's actually about so much more than that. So being able to share that knowledge, right, to say, Oh, you might not feel like that, but you know, here are some things we can try. But it's 100% learnable. It is a learnable skill. Yes. I really, um, putting it in the context of you can learn how to drive a car, you can learn <laughs> how to cook, you can, but seriously, those are very concrete examples to be like, oh yeah, that's true. We're not born knowing how to do that. Um, exactly. Exactly. You're not born really knowing how to do anything. I mean, outside of like physical, what we need to do for our bodies to function, mm -hmm. right? You learn how to speak, you learn how to walk. It's all of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's all in the access and how much access that you have to it in general, but also how much access you allow yourself. Yes. Oh, that's such a good way to, to, to express that, how much you allow yourself to to explore this idea of creativity, right? And so much can get in the way of that. I'm sure we can talk about that too. <laughs> so this is where I want to dive in more because you were lucky enough to really be um, um, nurtured. Mm, uh, yes. You, you had a very nurtured uh, childhood in, in being surrounded by these um options but i want people to hear more about because it's so varied and i want to hear them to hear what you've done and how it became more integrated into your adult life oh sure so if we're going way back to when i was a kid my I, my mother was the most incredible woman she made sure that me and my siblings had incredible balance in our lives so we were very strong in studies, in schooling, let's say, but also in all these other parts of life. And she was very encouraging of us um, having adventures and, and being inspired and trying new things. And so there was always field trips and, you know, going to museums. And if we wanted to try some kind of activity, we would also there was not a lot of TV watching, no screens, none of that kind of thing when I was growing up. So we really were using our imagination. A lot of it was about play and imagination. So I ended up being able to explore. And so dancing, my first love, I started dancing when I was four years old because I wanted to go to ballet. And my mom was incredible too with the dedications. She said, you can try whatever you want, but you have to give it three months mm. before you decide you're going to keep it or not kind of thing. So... I grew up with that. And then having that, those kinds of experiences were just built into my life as I was growing up in, in school. I ended up going to study aerospace engineering in college, but I was still dancing the whole time. And I was an event producer and doing calligraphy and doing all these other things. So I was, I was always embracing that creativity. And what 
ended up happening is in 2013, I actually started having some health issues that, and a whole bunch of other stuff that lasted for like two years. And in that time, I was not creative. And in that time, I did not recognize myself, but I didn't know that was going on. So two years goes by and I'm thinking about my life and I'm wondering where does my creativity come from? If I'm not being creative because I'm not dancing because I, you know, I wasn't dancing because I was dealing with health stuff, but I realized that what it came from was being creative or exploring creative things in some form or another every day. So it wasn't a particular activity. It wasn't like, oh, I should be dancing. Or, and then because I was dancing, I knew it was like a gazillion different ways that I could be creative because it wasn't limited to what everybody thinks is creative, right? With the performing arts or the visual arts or any of that stuff. It's literally could be about how you live your life, how you pack your clothes, how you make food, how you arrange your furniture in your house for example so when i realized that i made this <laughs> that realization was like wow that's how it came to me before i didn't have creative block and so that was the time that i well i kind of had a false start i started i was like i'm going to do a creativity challenge for myself and <laughs> it didn't go anywhere and then a, a few months later i ended up doing it and taking people along with me for the ride and that creativity challenge changed my life because it became very clear that I was better, everything was better for me, for the way that I, I saw life, the way that I lived life to be creative every day. And so that was like the beginning of the commitment to creativity is a non-negotiable now for me. Being creative is a non-negotiable because of what it does. And I mean, it turns out as I have, you know, over the years worked with creativity more and wrote the book, uh, wrote the chapter in the book, learned the science behind all of this good stuff. It's not just like, oh, it's, it's great for expression and feeling good, but there's literally... You could write books about what creativity does for your physical and mental health and for your brain and all of that. So that dedication back then has led to me living this way. And for this being, my creativity is my North Star. Mm. So I have completely embraced it where, you know, before it was like, oh, this is part of who I am and these are the things I do. But, but. I didn't realize that I was actually really dedicated to it before, just, you know, unknowingly, because <laughs> it was yeah. just like how I lived, right? So yeah. that's how I came to be where I am today. Yes, exactly. You can't see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what was this creativity challenge? It was one that I made for myself. It was actually, I decided, you know, it was like the end of the year that I had this epiphany. Well, it had a lot to do with my whole life had changed absolutely nothing was the same. I did not recognize my life. I did not recognize myself. And I was having some of that, you know, um, end of the year reflection and was realizing what is it that is me and what is my joy. And if I'm not dancing, cause that was always just built in. I was always dancing. If I'm not able to dance, what else is there? And that was kind of when I had this, you know, exploration into my creativity. And then I was like, oh, I'll start the new year with my own creativity challenge I'll do for 30 days. And then I didn't do anything about it and then decided, no, I'm committed. I'm going to officially host one. And because I had been speaking to other people, other people that were in similar boats, oh, I have, I love being creative, but I haven't done it for a long time. Why don't make time for it? Or, you know, I would love to try this, or there's this project I want to finish. So I ended up taking people along with me for the ride. And in creating the challenge, because I didn't want to make it about a particular medium, right? So yeah, I'm a dancer, I'm a hand lecturer, I'm all these other things, but what, what can we look at that's more that's deeper than that, than deeper than the instrument that you use that can build your creativity. So that's what I built the creativity challenge on was so that it would, you would not need any supplies. So any, any work that anybody does with me, it's 
something to write on and something to write with, and that's mostly for reflection. That's really what it's for. But I wanted to make it accessible and easy so that it wasn't like, oh, I have to set aside three hours to do this so that I can paint a magnificent masterpiece because that's really not what creativity is about. And that was the thing that, um, you know, again, science, it's not about what you're doing. It's the fact that you're doing it that actually builds your creativity. So the challenge that I, I ended up doing was based on all these things so that anybody could do it, whether they felt that they were creative or not, whether they had been practicing creatives, because that's, you know, practicing or non-practicing. Um, and if you had no time, for example, you know, quote unquote, no time, because that's really, that's really something that we can negotiate, but you could finish it in 15 minutes, for example. So that is how the 30-day 30, 30 creativity boost was born. And that's also all the foundations of my creativity coaching is based on that. The fact that you don't have to be doing something as far as a medium goes, but looking at the foundations of embracing and encouraging creative creativity in your life every day, like living in a way that embraces it and encourages it, not just like keeping it separate on the side. So that's yes. how the challenge went. That was my own creation. And now it's my sixth year anniversary, actually, of doing the first one in April. When I'm starting my, my Thank you. My, my group program that I'm, the Creativity Activation Masterclass is happening in April. And it coincides with the sixth year anniversary of the first creativity challenge that I did, which led that's me to accidentally become a creative coach, <laughs> creativity coach. See, that's amazing. So what I want to what I was trying to get at was so mm. how did you hold people accountable? Like, so, so here, so, I mean, you went into a lot of detail about it, but I think it's that creating the space. I just want to point out is that when you feel like you can't do it alone, then you get involved with a group or you start a group in order to hold each other accountable. And then having those specific guidelines of this is what's going to happen when we show up you know, online or we show up yes. in person and yeah. this is what the expectation is either come with this, come with that. Don't come with this. But during this time is carved out time for mm -hmm. you to, for you to create. So that's, that's really what it was, right? Is that you showed yeah. up at this particular hour and there was, there was no excuses. Yeah. And the, the first round was, was much more casual. It was by email only. And the thing that that was most powerful was exactly that, what you're saying, the showing up, right? So there was email and then a Facebook group that we checked in. So I checked in every day with my my work, the thing that I did. And then now, now when I do the challenges, it is I'm live every day at a certain time and everybody shows up. Mm -hmm. at that time and we that's exactly like you said like you make the time you put it in your calendar just like you would it would I think that's another thing that happens is that people don't think creativity as is as important as other parts of life like it doesn't have priority yeah. so so I think that this idea of like oh I'm going to get to it rather than when when exactly is my appointment to do that and, you yes. know, thinking about that changes everything because it makes it so much more, like you were saying, you hold, you know, you held accountable to that. You have the time carved out. You have people that are showing up with you and supporting you. And that's also super cool, too, because collaboration actually boosts creativity as well. So, like, there's all these beautiful things that just keep adding on to each other and, you know, create this incredible, like, what's it, like, vortex of energy. <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but yes. all these magnificent things that come from creativity and what you can do with it. And mm. well, and just in life, it's, I like how you started in saying, you know, when you realized for those two years that, that um, it had a change, um, mm. it, things weren't showing up in the same way. So, at these times when we're facing, when we have emotions, we're human, we're facing things, the world gets a little topsy-turvy, then we may switch up and not do these things that are just regular to us. Like, oh, well, that's a regular outlet. This is a regular outlet. It's just part of my life. So when things kind of um, get spun around, it happens. And then when we come to awareness of, oh, wow, I haven't been expressing I haven't been 
giving myself an outlet, figuring out an outlet to express actually what I'm feeling, to express what makes me feel good, to express whatever that looks like for you, even showing up and how you're dressing, um, how you do your hair, how mm-hmm. you, the accessories that you have on, what food you're putting in your body, how you speak, the words that you're forming and shaping. Like you kind of become aware when you become aware of these things to me. I know for me, it feels like this turning point where it's like, ooh, because I've had this contrast where I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> like I'm going through this. <laughs> I don't like this situation. I've realized I've been in it a little too long mm. and it doesn't feel good. So this is where that pivot happens and you create the accountability group. You um, do these things. You're like, sign up for that class. You put it on the calendar that you're going to take five minutes to stare out the window and drink something you like to drink um, because it all has to start somewhere. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and being able to, I think, you know, it, ha- you, it becomes kind of extreme when you get to that point that you realize you're like, oh, like you're saying that contrast that like, mm, this, this is no longer the way, mm-hmm. right? This is, this is not the way for me. This is not, this is part of it is when I was looking at it in, in, it was uh, 2014 at the end of 2014, I was like, this is not what I want my life to be like. Yeah. I don't want this to be my life. I can do something about that. There's something that I can do for this not to be my life. I want my life to be this way. I want to, to you know, be able to express myself however I want to. Whether, like you said, whether it's in your, your words or your clothes, or if you do paint, maybe it's in painting. But to, to look at it at, from that perspective, instead of it being that, you know, it's, it's its own little thing on the side that I get to sometimes, but rather you know, making it so that you're, what is the word I'm looking for that you integrate, right? It's yes, not like, oh, yes. I'm, I'm going to just put it on the side here, like um, something that's not part of me and I'll come to it when I come to it, but rather absorbing it, let's say, for it to be your, your life. What does, what life do you want to have as far as that goes? So that was what, that was the thing that happened to me that that was like, this is not the way I want it to be anymore i don't want this to be my the future of my life as well right like i don't want this to be what happens for my future well it's kind of like that two by four you know that when people give that example of saying the two by four that smacks you on the head or the <laughs> face or whatever part because we live our lives and we're like do 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 we're doing we're doing and sometimes when that thing happens and it wakes us up and we're like ow oh <laughs> so kind of leading into what I titled this, like not afraid to be bold or embrace the unusual. It's kind of going back to what you do have done. And I just want people to know more about it because (laughs) I love this idea of like how things just kind of grew all through this finding curiosity of the DJing to becoming a choreographer to burlesque to these things that just these kind of like bold, you know, activities, <laughs> these bold ways of being. I don't know. You talk about it. I just, it just oh, I, lo- I love how me, you yeah. say that. I love it, the bold ways of being. I really <laughs> adore that. So, so I, I think because of a few things, right? Because of my incredible mother um, opening our eyes to what is actually possible in this world. I think that's another huge part of it is this exploration and curiosity and in in what is possible. There was there was this, you know, I had I had an idea that there was this these amazing things that we could do in life. So the other thing was when I did these things like you get so much out of it, right? So at some point I was like, I'm just gonna embrace doing things that are different. And then I, I would say there was a little bit invo- involved in, I I didn't ever really quite fit a mold, mm-hmm. you know, like I, 
I did ballet and jazz and flamenco dancing when I was younger and Spanish dancing, but I'm not built like, let's say, a classical ballerina. So there was, there was this joy that I found in looking at things that were not mainstream mm. and being so welcomed and embraced by things that were different. And then having that confidence to not care what other people think. <laughs> Yeah. because because in like the flip side of that is you get to experience life in such an incredibly rich way right if you you just throw the regular stuff out to the window and you you embrace the possibilities and the the magic that is available to you you get to have fun in ways that you haven't had fun before you get to learn new things about yourself so so yeah, like that multi-passionate thing is because I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. Let me try that. Or it's on my list to do. And yeah, the, exactly. I, I'm a dancer of all kinds with 20 different styles of dancing because I just, I was like, I'm curious. I would love to try that. Oh, that looks like fun. Or, you know, I saw, I got into ballroom dancing because of um, the movie Strictly Ballroom. Like, it Yes, <laughs> love that movie. My kids, will not, they're like, really? it's so good Boz with his you know before Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge days but that movie at the end they they I mean not the end in the movie they have Paso Doble which is yeah. which is you know partner I was like oh it's kind of like classical Spanish dancing flamenco -y with partner I was like I need to learn how to do that like that's kind of what I looked at it how I looked at it but then also Swing Kids um, super inspired me too. So I ended up doing Lundy Hop and Swing and Salsa and a whole bunch of things. But I think that at some point when I when I decided that I just wasn't going to care about, I didn't really care about what other people said, but I was very shy when I was young. So I know, right? It's hard to understand people like you're lying. There is no possible way you're shy when you're younger. So I I think when I when I moved to San Diego, and started college, it was like, if I am the shy person, I'm not going to have any friends because I had the same, the same group of friends from when I was in fourth grade, basically, in tiny, tiny school. My entire high school from eighth grade through 12th grade, because that's how it works in South Africa, mm -hmm. was um, like, I think like 200 people. So mm -hmm. when I moved here, there was this, you know, awareness, realization that if I didn't make friends, I was going to, if I didn't get over the shy thing, I was not going to have any friends so I think being able to be self-aware has a lot to do with um how much you how much great like greatness you can get out of life to be able to look at you know is this really does this feed me does this drain me does this give me joy do I have to do this do I am I doing it for somebody else or because you know something that people have told me to do so mm -hmm. I just I just chuck that and then oh DJ I love that idea let's do that and I'm I have a talent for putting good music together at house parties why not you know like so mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's also not being hard on myself because anytime you try something new you're a beginner I right. think people also think right you have to get it perfect on the first try right oh yeah that mm -hmm. whole perfectionism thing oh. everybody it's 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 a drainer it makes you physically ill and it's just it's such a waste of time it's just mm -hmm. but let me get back to this for a minute first i want to welcome yeah. people that are here live thank you so much for being here any questions or comments please feel free to put any um uh, put them in the chat box below so when you said about caring about what others think and then you mentioned the shyness which i appreciate because i can definitely relate to that i was incredibly shy as well um, when was it, you don't have to give an exact age, but mm. when was it that you really didn't care what people think? Um, so here's an interesting thing is, uh, on stage. So I was dancing my whole life performance since I was four. Uh, actually, it's my sort of photo of me as my, my first character was a skunk in Snow White and the Seven Doors um, <laughs> ballet. And I had no... I did not have that shyness or any of that on stage. Mm -hmm. So the point that, because I was kind of unusual, I was an unusual child 
And my mom was super woo into metaphysics and all that, which, you know, 20 something years ago was not, especially not where I come from, very welcomed in general. So there was, I was just a lot of, there was a lot of difference in that. So I actually had, I would say, I didn't really care too much of what people said, but I wouldn't necessarily be so brazen about things. Mm-hmm. And and I would say having gone, I think it was probably a little bit off to college when I really embraced that that boldness and that because I started so the two the two years the 2013 was one thing but right off the college I hurt my back and I couldn't dance for a little bit and I started doing belly dancing eventually and yoga and belly dance too is a very different it's a very different kind of community compared to let's say ballet and all shapes sizes ages everything is welcomed in belly dancing and I think when I was at that point, realizing that you could do the thing that you wanted to do and be super happy about it. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because there's, you know, there's support. No matter, like, no matter what you're into, there is support of some kind, people mm. that do what you do. Nobody is, I mean, there's so much, you know, uniqueness and originality with people. Yes. But if there's something that you're into, somebody else is going to be into it too. So I think yes. there's, there's a lot that can be said about the support in the community because that was around when that happened. And, and, you know, belly dancing is, is incredible and you show your belly. <laughs> like that's what, it, like that's part of it too. So I think there was that confidence and then that ended up, uh, it was kind of like a beginning of me and the, the beginning of that. And then a few years later, I started doing burlesque as well. And that just, when you're a burlesque performer, like you don't care about anything <laughs> at Ooh. all about what people think about you. And really just same kind of encouragement though in that, that community as well. It's, it's all just love, right? It's all about like how magnificent your body is and what like entertainment you can bring. So it's a very different um, outlook, I would say, than to, um, I don't know, like, I don't want to talk badly of it, but like corporate America, right? You have to wear a certain suit, don't show your tattoos, like all that other stuff. There is there is a lot of magic, I think, in being supported or being surrounded by or being immersed in the things that you love with people that love it as well and to see what that can be like Mm -hmm. because like all of society goes against that (laughs) you know all of like it's not society's not built that way to be encouraging of that kind of stuff so I think I was able to find that and as I'm a super curvy girl so you know I would try out for auditions and I would not get chosen not because I was not technically sound it was because I was not the right shape and size so there was all of that going on and when that disappeared then I was like this is me and I'm gonna have a great time and then like your life is just much happier that way (laughs) it's not like it's right you just you're you you're you all the time yeah you're not trying to fit into a mold you're being like this is who I am this is you know it's this self-awareness as you were talking. Mm. I was just this, the self-awareness is body awareness, this um, connection to self where when you learn to accept yourself and find the things we're not perfect humans. So we, we work, <laughs> we work on those things that we want to work on and altering what we can. And, but it's, and I'm a work in progress on all this um, being somebody that's going to be 55 years old and, curvy and short. I'm five feet tall (laughs) and learning learning to embrace, you know, the curves and the, um, and the more than a muffin top, um, trying to navigate it's, it's real, but there is such power when you are in spaces where you feel supported, like you said, and Mm -hmm. you're, and you're doing the work, like you're, you're doing the work in doing things that make you feel good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We know that what we think about, and you've probably heard this a million times, everybody, what you think about is what is. So you think yeah. about crappy thoughts, 
what do you think you're going to get? <laughs> like, it's really, <laughs> it's really pretty basic in a lot of this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it's easier to say than actually do because when things present in ways and you're like, but wait a minute, I don't like that. It's like, okay, yeah, that's real. But how are we going to work with that and change it? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what can we do to actually take action and not just sit around and complain about it? So this, these bold actions and you embracing the unusual is really what I like about how you approach life. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It makes for so it makes for so much like I said, so much fun and so much so much richness to be able to see that. Cause there's like no limitations, right? It becomes something that is um you know, what is possible. And that to be able to have that every day is is such a gift as well. To to be able to recognize that and and not let, you know, and if stuff does come up to, to be like, okay, is like, what is this really about? Oh, but, but okay, no, this is good. Like we're good, <laughs> you know, being able to be in that place. Yeah. 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 So actually, so as, so let's kind of go into, cause we're getting to the top of the hour. Which oh my gosh. So I, know. <laughs> I know it always does. So we've mentioned obviously a lot of things that you do. Um, mm. But is there anything else that you would like to expand on in ways that you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Mm, yes. Oh my gosh. Cause I knew like these are the questions, right? So <laughs> the thing that the thing that that I do and the thing that I work with as a creativity coach and all of the, the challenges and the the events and the retreats I do, you know, all of that is how how can I be creative in the moments, right? So how do you like weave your creativity into the everyday so that your whole life is creative? So that might be just, uh, and we can kind of, I can kind of get into it. It was the, I call them the principles of creativity activation. And I wrote about them in the chapter in the book too. And the real quick version of it is play, P-L-A-Y with an exclamation. And I live this in my life and this is what I teach and this is what I share. But these things that are principles that you can have every day, and the P stands for practice, actually practicing something and making appointments with yourself, whatever it might be. I wanna try this thing. Let me make an appointment for myself to try this thing. I wanna be creative. Um, more creative, let me do this thing. The the L is for look around, which is to just hmm. take a look around you and see what inspires you. And I love that. That's such a huge, big part of what I what I do that feeds my creativity is exploration of the world and just observation and curiosity. Oh, that's beautiful. Like right now I'm looking out my window and there's helicopters flying and there's birds flying. Oh, the helicopters and the birds, they look like they're flying at the same speed. That's really cool because they're not in real, you know, like if you look at it really, but that's an amazing thing to think about. But those kinds of things will feed your inspiration. And then the A stands for adventure, which is kind of what we're talking about with the boldness, right? To be adventurous, try new things, new patterns of, you know, new destinations, uh, new routines, new food, new magazines. Like that's the kind of stuff I do too. Oh, I would love to try that food. Also I have food quirks, gluten-free, dairy-free, et cetera. That, that makes you also be very adventurous in food. <laughs> mm-hmm. And having those adventures, trying new classes, like new classes, right? Oh, I would love to try how to be a DJ. I would love to try such and such. There are so many resources available that are free for you to be able to take classes online, in person, that kind of stuff. And then the Y stands for yes, you. So that's really about like saying yes to yourself, saying yes to your journey, saying yes to possibilities. So, you know, when you do have stuff that comes up, we were talking, you were talking about that to be able to say, okay, well, you know, yes, this, this, this seems hard, but how can I make it better? And can I be gentle with myself? Can I nourish myself? and honor myself. So that's a big part of it too, is when you're doing that, then you can relax into your creativity and you can let it bubble up and just be there for you all the time. And then the exclamation stands for, the exclamation is for play itself and Mm -hmm. to 
to not take things too seriously and to laugh and play and see what happens. So it's more of a an exploration than an expectation. Ah, I love that. <laughs> that more of is an exploration mm -hmm. than an expectation. Because nice. then you're right, and then you're just you're taking off all the pressure. You're not making it about, like I was saying, like we were talking about, it's not about the results. It's not, it doesn't actually matter what it looks like. It's, it's the doing part. It's the, the, the experiential part of it. It's the experience. It's not about what, what it looks like at the end. And so many people don't have that part of it built in, right? So some people who are incredibly creative, are also incredibly hard on themselves. Yeah. And that gets in the way, you know. So that's how I that's how I make sure I have creativity in my life every day. I I live by play. <laughs> and that is how people work with me when we do it too because that really is looking at what is possible in the moments of every day. So let's say you don't have time to paint something for 3 hours. But you can certainly arrange your food in a really beautiful way on your plate when you make your dinner. You can put on a song when you're brushing your teeth and have a dance party. Oh, that's a really good thing to do, everybody. If yes. you're really like, I can't be creative, just put on some music, have a dance party while you brush your teeth. And that's guaranteed twice it a day is. creativity. <laughs> yes. It's so true. It is. And I, that being present, like the moments. Mm -hmm. it's being present in the moments can't stress that enough it's yes it's it's making fun out of those little things as you're cooking whether you're microwaving your food whether you're making it then just mm -hmm. kind of like shake your hips while you're doing it <laughs> sing wiggle it <laughs> sing while you're doing it who cares mm -hmm. if you look stupid like it doesn't freaking matter it feels Good. Good, exactly. And then you get all that like stuff that's beneficial on the creativity side. I mean, the like scientific side, which is you do have increasing, you know, the do dopamine goes up and your cognitive function goes up and you'll boost your immune system and like all these things that are literally good for your health. Like it's like I was saying about creativity as medicine. It really is. It it's really is. By, it's proven by science. There is mm -hmm. all of that proven by science. And you know, when I was in January, um, sick for about a month and I had to just acknowledge that my body needed to rest. My body mm -hmm. just needed to, and it was hard when you're used to doing and oh, yeah. when, you, when you're used to moving and doing and solving problems and, and, but your body's like, it's, it's the two by four. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. okay. So then it was kind of relaxing in, like you're talking about. It was like, okay, Hollis, you're relaxing. You're taking the naps. You're watching the movies that are propped up on the pillow next to you. And then you can take a nap in between. And then as I built up energy, I was like, okay, I can actually go out of my room for a little bit. And I'm going to do some needle pointing because I have this idea and... I'm going to do that while I'm sitting in bed, while I'm laying in bed, and then I can take a nap in between. But it's just, <laughs> I say it because it's it's giving permission and understanding where there could be limitations, but not fighting it. It's not this uphill yeah. battle. And yeah. when I started doing the needlepoint or the stitching and watching the movie, I had more energy. I was more present. I was um, connecting with people in a better way. It felt better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I think that's the thing that that um, can be tricky for a lot of people is to find that those moments, right? You were like, oh, the needle point in between with the nap. That is adapting and adjusting, but still not abandoning. Mm, abandoning. Those are the three A's, triple A, adapting, adjusting, <laughs> and not abandoning. This is like some gold here. Thank you for this. I'm like, these are incredible things. I'm going to hold on to those, the, the three A's. <laughs> the three A's. I take notes, so I'll send it to you. Fantastic, right? <laughs> but seriously, it's, oh my gosh. 
Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just really appreciate you sharing the acronym or whatever you call it with play. Yes, um, acronym. Mm -hmm. I always forget those words, but Me yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's, well, actually, before we go to the third question, as far as root, like, do you have, I've been asking this to people lately, do you have a mm -hmm. morning routine? So that is a very good question because there is a lot of speak and uh, let's say encouragement to have a, a specific morning routine. And for me, I don't really have that. I like to get up and go to get mm -hmm. my day started because that's actually what works really well for me. But you better believe the first thing I do when I get out of my bed, well, first one or the other is I will put on my salsa music so that it is in the background so that I am, you know, doing my morning, whatever, getting ready with my salsa music in the background, possibly dancing along, most likely some moves at some point and making my bed. That's really part of what I, for me, that is ritual to have mm. that nice, smooth kind of, uh, not that like it's you know like not chaotic so i have a studio apartment so the other thing is i want to be able to have this the space that's for me but i don't i don't journal in the morning i don't do morning pages for example i don't do things like that because i find that for me the energy that i get from getting moving is actually going to help me more later on if I do it that way. So I have tried it a few different ways, but the thing that I make sure is that no matter what happens for my day, because we're like talking like, what is your routine, right? Is that there is some kind of inspiration exploration, that's what I call it, to, to my day, whether that's just taking a walk around. I live downtown San Diego, so I walk around or like look out of my window and see things and just let a few, like a few minutes go by and just notice, right? That look around part. So there's always some of that built into my day, some form of dancing and music as much as possible. And it's most likely salsa music that plays. That's, I'm a salsa DJ, that's the kind of DJ I am, but that music is, there's something special about it. <laughs> it has a really great energy to go with it. But yeah, for me, my morning routine, put music on, dance around, and get to my day. That's actually it. I think a key word in what you said in so much of it is to me was that you said it works for me. Mm. And this is why I've lately been asking people this question because there isn't one way of doing things. And I yeah. think the way that you said it is it's about ritual. It's about um, movement or not movement. It's about looking I think ritual is, a, is an important word to me in that, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's, it's what works for your body. I'm not really good either at just kind of sitting there. I like to kind of move and get started. What I have found is that as I'm brushing my teeth, as I'm picking out my clothes, I put on some mantras that I have. Um, I put on some Abraham Hicks. I put on nice like Hopa, I never pronounce it correctly. The Hopa Nopo, the um, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me and uh. thank you. Um, and as I'm, yeah, yes. So as I'm getting dressed or as I'm putting on my makeup, I'm kind of looking in the mirror and saying, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Yes. And thank you. And so it's been, it's just a different way. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's. And I think that's important that it doesn't have to be a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, you know, have, I think, I think something that we can also talk about here is that, that going back to that awareness part is to, to do it intentionally, whatever it is that you are doing each day, it's not just like life living you, it's you making uh... the choices, right? So actually looking at what does work best for you, because you've tried it, not be like, I'm just going to do like, this is just going to, my life is going to run away with me to actually do do stuff and choose things that support you in whatever it is that you are doing, you know, whatever you want for your life or your goals or your family or any of that so that you have, it's not just, you know, um, what is the word I'm looking not for? Random. Yeah. It's not exactly, it's not random. It's like, you know, it's, it's actually, so it's not running away with you. 
so that it's by choice. And and the hand in hand with that goes, you can't just discount something if you haven't tried it. <laughs> Part of it. I was I was talking to my friend about routines and you know looking at oh a routine works for me, but even those you should be looking at them every so often and make sure that they still serve you. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> My gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, so as we're getting to the top of the hour, we're going to wrap it up with the third and final question, which is, why do you think creativity is important? Oh my goodness. Because, like I said earlier, like creativity is life. Because, because it, to me, this is, I think I was thinking about this yesterday, actually. I was attending an, uh, somebody else's webinar, and she was talking about, like, soul's purpose and things like that. So I'm sure you, as a creative person, can relate when you are in that creative moment, in that creative zone, in that creative genius. It is like nothing else you experience, right? It, it has such incredible magic to it. I think it's like, like I was saying earlier, creativity is magic. Like, I think that's literally like yeah. the universe speaking to you or you speaking to the universe when you're in that, when you've tapped into that. So, so for me, why would I, like, why is creativity important is because we're here and because we can be because we can experience things this way hmm. right to get to get this magnificence of life to be able that's something that you can do in with creativity you can do that right you don't need to be in some altered state on some kind of substance or whatever when you in that moment you get you get this Whatever you know, what it could be different for each each person. For me, it's usually energizing and and exciting. For some people, it's relaxation and peace. I mean, it can be peaceful for me too, right? If I mm. if I have something going on, then I get to be creative. I dance a little bit, then I have peace afterwards. But for me, it's actually like being able to experience and let's say even you know, I don't say partner with, but to be able to have that, like, I, I feel like that's, that is the point of life. <laughs> mm, that's the point. To, right? That's it. That's, that's, that's what I would, that's why I think it's important. And, you know, because of it does all those other things too, it's um, the other stuff that's really, really great for your body and your mind and just to, you know, be optimum, like optimum health and that kind of stuff. It, it, it helps you get to be that as well. And then it's just this incredible spiral. So upward spiral. I think that's my, that will be my answer for why is creativity important? <laughs> because it it's like kind of like, right? It can get, it gives you this uh, way to step into this incredibly rich, magnificent, not version of yourself, but who you can be and who you want to be. It's a way that you can do that and just suck the marrow out of life kind of thing. <laughs> I love it. Yes. And understand that, again, this is for people sitting around a business table. This is mm -hmm. for the scientists in the labs looking through a microscope creating. This is through people working with numbers and arranging them. If you are feeling the magic, if you are feeling tapped in, if it gives you joy, if it makes you feel like you are in that altered state without needing a substance, that's your jam. <laughs> like <laughs> That is such a good way to say it. Yes, that is your jam. And yeah. and 100%, right? I don't know if I mentioned, I think I did. Yeah, aerospace engineering was my my major in college. And you better believe there is creative there's so much that can that you can have with creativity in that when you are able to tap like when you're able to look at it in that perspective to be like, you know, what what inspiration do I have here to do something different or to create this thing with these numbers that I'm doing? And I'm like a quick example is one of my friends um, 
where I was talking about creativity. He's like, I'm not creative at all. He's an air traffic controller. And I was like, you better believe you have to be creative to find those pathways in the sky for those airplanes. Mm-hmm. That's 100% creativity. So I think that's, you know, being able to see that, that everything and every, all, the, all the parts of life, all the things that you work on, like you were saying, the microscope or the numbers, those are just, those are just ways to be creative, <laughs> right? Like those are just more ways to be creative. <laughs> they're, not, yeah. they're not the opposite. They're not the limitation way. Like they're not like, oh no, I can't do this because there's nothing creative in numbers. Like those are just other ways to be creative. Exactly. Oh my. So before we close up and you tell everybody how they can find you, what did your friend say when you told him that example about the, um, the airways? What was his response? Oh, he was, he was surprised, right? Yeah, because he had cool. never thought about it that way before. And he also way. went to, you know, um, studied some things he's to be an air traffic controller, did studying in college for stuff like that. So he never thought he was like, no, nah, I'm not creative at all. And I was like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I challenge you on that because, and it changed his perspective there we go. because, because like, just like, you know, you're on this incredible mission and everybody listening is, is hearing this is that creativity is not limited to arts. It's not limited to painting and sculpting and drawing and dancing and music. It's, it's, it's so much bigger than that. And I think that's really what it is, that it's much more embracing and much more, you know, like a wider, wider expansion of what creativity is. Yes, yes, yes. So on that note, Nikki, can you please tell people how they can connect with you? Oh, for sure. I love connecting everybody. Please, if you have any questions for me anytime, you can email me at findyourdelight at gmail.com. And if you're interested, actually, um, in play, I can give you the free chapter, the chapter of the book, I'll give it to you for free if you sign up for my list, which is is.gd slash heck yes. And you can let me know um, uh, any questions in there too. You can ask me any questions. I love to obviously chat about creativity and, and help help people really connect to it. That's, you know, my, my, li- my mission is to delight and inspire so that's the thing that I like to do so please definitely keep in touch (laughs) god well it has been so amazing to have you in this space Nikki thank you so much for hanging out for this hour and engaging in this conversation and sharing your stories it's just been it's been wonderful I really appreciate it Thank you so much for having me, Hollis. It's so amazing. Oh, and I'm, I totally, we didn't get to even talk about how Hollis is a special guest on my, my creativity activation masterclass. So like, we're going to work together some more and I'm so excited about it. <laughs> so excited because it's all about the collaborations. Like we yes. said, we cannot do this alone. So we are going to share all the details in the bio um, of this podcast that will be coming out very soon. So we will be sharing all of that. And everybody was here live. So appreciate you taking this hour. We know that your time is very precious and we really appreciate you spending it with us and those catching the replay. This space is all about inspiring each other, connecting and sharing stories. I believe we've always needed this, but we need it now more than ever. So please like, follow, share all that good stuff so we can lift each other up and um, just all about connection like we've been talking about over and over again. So Wherever you are listening in the world, we wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and look forward to chatting soon. So goodbye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. (laughs) Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like it's all part of the process the self-awareness feels so good you feel more connection to yourself connection to others and huh be a happier more joyful person just imagine that so you are where you are in the process so you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace or you can dive right in here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. 
There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't, we are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link. And you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So I am creative Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one.